Now we're going to begin the second part of the series of the book, of a three-part series. This is, ends off with denial. Now this part begins with the mother of uh, Nurse Gerald. And she was trying to tell her kids about what was going on with their brother when the phone rang. And we pick off. I picked up the phone and answered with an angry tone. Who is this? The person on the other end of the phone says, Sorry, we called you at a bad time. It's Detective Pug. I want to speak to you about your son. I said, Right now, it's not a good time. I will come down to the station tomorrow. The detective Paul said, okay, just tell the front court officer that you are here to see Detective Pug. I hung up the I hung up without saying bye already. Your colleagues killed my child and you have the nurse call me without saying sorry for your loss? My 12-year-old son said, Mom, who was that? I said, Malcolm, it was no one important. Now my 10-year-old daughter asked me, Mom, what's wrong? I grabbed Tisha by her hand and hugged her. I took a deep breath and said, Todd is dead. Malcolm began to scream and crying and Tisha started to shake uncontrollable. I wanted to join them in sorrow, but I had to be the strong one for my kids. I think about one hour of crying, Malcolm and Tisha asked, can they sleep in my bed? I said, sure. Malcolm asked me what happened to Todd. I said, I don't know, baby, but I will find out what happened with every breath of my body. I promise you that, Malcolm. The next morning, I woke. I went to the shower to get myself ready to speak to the detective handling the case involving my deceased son, Todd. I get ready to leave the apartment. I tell Malcolm, I will be back in about two hours. When your sister wakes, please fix us some cereal. Malcolm says, yes, ma'am. I give him a kiss on his forehead. I give him. I give him a kiss on his forehead and a hug. Now I really want him to let it, to leave, having a thought of fear, not wanting to lose another child. I walked out the door. Nevertheless, I need to meet with the detectives to find out what happened to my son. I get in my car, heading towards the police station to speak with the detectives, with the detective. I was getting my questions in my head like, like I was a lawyer getting ready for a case. I want answers. I was not going to leave without some type of explanation. I'm like 20 minutes away from the station. All I could do was think of my son and the last words we said to each other. I would never hear his voice again. But his voice would not go silent. I would speak for my son like a ventriloquist. I would take two breaths instead of one breath. 
I would take four steps instead of two. I had made it to the station. As I walk into, I go to the front desk officer to ask for Detective Pug. I notice a couple people holding up signs saying, no justice for colored skinned people. I stopped and I looked at the pictures of colored people killed by the badge law with no justice for other families. I went up to one of the protesters and gave her a hug. Introduced myself. She told me her name was Vanessa. I told her I just lost my son. I came here to meet with the detective pug. Vanessa took a beat breath and said, good luck with that. I asked Vanessa, what does she mean by good luck? That's when Vanessa begins to tell me about her son case. How he was killed coming out of the corner store cashing his check. And all he did was had a hoodie on, counting counter his paycheck money, and the clerk came running out to say, <laughs> you forgot your change. But these two officers, Gonzalez and Officer Garcia, thinking my son just robbed the store, pulled up on my son and shouted, show me your hands. As my son was reaching for his identification card, they shot him down like a wild animal. That has been two years ago. And the two officers are still working on the force. And Detective Pudge and Detective Green are the ones handling the case. That's why I say to you, good luck with that. I would love to get closure for my son being murdered by the badge of law. And I won't give up on my son. I hugged Vanessa again and started walking aside towards the desk officer. So I can speak with Detective Pudge and I say, hello, I'm here to see uh, Detective Pudge. Did I ask me, is he expecting you? I replied, yes. She asked me my, my name. I tell her, Kathy Johnson. She tells me, have a seat. She will page the Detective Pudge. I said, thank you. As I started heading towards my seat, I started seeing posters of unsolved murders. I was overwhelmed by the number of colored men on the poster. The ratio was like 23 to 1 against the white man on the poster. I waited for about 10 minutes. Dr. Dr. Pudge came up to me and said, follow me, Miss Gerald. Damn. I walked with the detective. He was making some small talk, but the only thing I wanted to hear about was what happened to my son. And I wasn't leaving until I received a clear understanding of this tragedy. And what's the proper steps being taken? And what happened to the officers involved in the killing of my son? I walked into the I walked into Detective Pooh's office, and that's when I seen his partner, Detective Green. I said, hello. They say, take a seat right here, Miss Gerald. Detective Pudge offered me coffee. I said, no thanks. I just like to know. What happened to my son? He was shot. You know, who did it? And so are you close to making an arrest? Detective Green was like, slow down, Mrs. Gerald. First, we need to ask you some questions about your son. Was your son in a gang? I said, no. Did your son get in trouble? At I said, no. I mean, at school. I said, no. Now I started to get pissed because these questions being asked of me about my deceased son. And the detective said, why are you 
I was gonna say, why are you asking me these questions? Frankly, they said the boss steps in and says, Mr. Joe, there are normal questions we we asking. When we have an ongoing investigation, we, we we're trying to look for a reason to to you know to see if your son was in some kind of gang, um, you know. <laughs> and I didn't really know what to say. I was actually lost for words. And I said, wait, he is colored and young. Detective Green said, oh, wait, wait, Mr. Gerald, I'm black also. I told Detective Green, you might be in skin tone, but not in mentality. Now I was pissed off at this point. Just a total disrespect. I haven't received an apology. But just a, just attacking my son's character. I stood up. I grabbed my purse and I walked out of the detective's office. I had no longer that same laid back person. I didn't want to hear what you got to say. Because all I came here for to find out what happened to my son. Why was my son shot by the badge of law? What's going on with them officers involved with killing my son? So as I began to leave and walk out the police station, <laughs> I began to understand what Vanessa's speaking about. So guess what I did? I joined the front lines of the resistance that night. I took up the fight against the badge of law. Shit is going to get real in this city of Miami. <laughs> That's the part Rage That I just read I'll be reading another part Tomorrow And that part will be The movement So y'all stay tuned Thanks for who listening And I hope you like My Convicted Color book series um, This will be out of print soon or more you can just hit on my podcast. Thank you once again.